You guys hear about this coin shortage? Yeah. I have. Yes, I have. Has it affected your life in any way? Yes. What happened? Amanda used to, in her old apartment, needed quarters for laundry. Right. And procuring quarters became a real issue. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I luckily had a backstop. I had a like a coin jar that I didn't need. So I had like probably like 40 quarters in there. Whoa. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah. That, so that really helped. That really came in handy. Damn. Like a solid roll? Uh, It would have been a roll's worth. Yeah, probably. Okay. Had a lot of quarters <laughs> in there. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Thanks. Uh, I did not have the foresight that you had uh, of this situation someday coming about. And since we're in our new apartment, this place also has coin laundry. So I'm faced with the same exact situation. Mm. What are you doing about it? Well, usually I go to Chase and I'm like, can I have some quarters? And they're like, we can only give you 20 bucks worth. But that's a lot of quarters. So it lasts like, you know, enough cycles of laundry. Mm-hmm. But then comes a Sunday when the bank is closed and you need to do your clothes and your bedding and the rugs. And you don't have any coins, right? Well, I mean, you could like wait a day on some of that, right? Like the rugs don't need to be washed on a Sunday. All right, Josh, I guess this is the difference between your <laughs> life and my life. Okay. <laughs> but did you like, I don't know, have like spaghetti sauce that just got on everything at once? It turns out you don't need a specific reason to wash your rugs. It's just good hygiene. <laughs> well, I know it's good hygiene, but Mike, like, you understand what I'm saying here, right? That like waiting an extra day. Mike, Mike, please help me, Mike. Yes, no, it's not urgent unless there's a there's a nasty spill on there. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, but on the same token, if you're doing laundry, you might as well do your laundry. You know, get it all done. Sure, you want to complete the job. Yeah, and it's a Sunday. It fits right. The, like the vibe. It's laundry day. Uh, but anywho, I thought I could pull a fast one. Guess what I did? Did you get one of those little coins that has like a hole in it, and you tie a string <laughs> so that you put it in, and then you pull it out and you use it again? No, that would be great. But mm. uh, my landlord, Chuck E. Cheese token. Yeah, my landlord has protected against the Chuck E. Cheese scam uh, by having like you got to put these six quarters in and then slide this little tray, and then it'll start. You know that thing? Ah, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, but what I did was. Uh, I went to a laundromat. I'm like, you know who has coins? A laundromat. So I went to the laundromat, uh, and outside the laundromat, basically guarding it, was like this five foot four, like eighty six year old man with like a, you know, <laughs> like he's just like kind of plump all the way around, uh, and he's like eyeing me. So I go in there, and I like, I'm clearly, I, I obviously don't have any clothes with me. I just have a wallet and like cash that I'm holding, uh, and I'm like looking around and checking out the prices. And the guy like walks into the store, and he goes. What are you looking for? And I'm like, uh, the change machine. And he's like, uh, why? <laughs> he asked me why. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. And I'm like, well, um, so I can get quarters to do laundry. And he goes, where? <laughs> he's on the just, case, man. I'm, I'm like, uh, at my house <laughs> like i just like looked down and he's like no no you can't do that and i'm like all right fine how much do you charge for laundry and he just like points at four signs behind me and it's like it's right up there and i'll look it up and i'm like all right well how much do you charge for like the wash and fold service you know you guys are you familiar with that service uh no they a lot of laundromats you can bring them all your stuff and you just like drop it and they do all the laundry and fold it for you and return it oh wow don't you pay by the pound yeah, you pay by the pound. Uh, but I was just like inquiring. And he's like, ah, I don't know. And then out of nowhere comes his like equally old wife. And she's like <laughs> dawdling along. They're the same height, I think. She couldn't be sweeter. But she's just like, what? And I'm like, and she's yelling through the mask too. And I'm like, how much do you charge for that? And he's like, just bring it in. We'll weigh it. And I'm like, all right, fine. 
So then I come back here. Uh, Lauren's expecting quarters so she could like start doing some laundry stuff, and I'm like, uh, I basically got strong armed by two old people. <laughs> uh, so I have to go take all of our clothes and our bedding. So I took everything back to them. I dropped it off. They're like, all right, first of all, she, <laughs> there's like, first of all, you're getting this tomorrow, and I'm like, it's, <laughs> I'm like, it's 11:45 a.m. <laughs> this is laundry. <laughs> like I look around, there's three people in your store, but I'm like. Uh, all right, fine. But is there any way I can at least like this whole thing is bedding stuff? And she like reaches in. She goes, "Up, oh, there's a comforter." I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Size?" I'm like, "Queen." She goes, "All right." Uh, and she just points to a chart that has like <laughs> the, the size mat or fucking god. Yeah, all these costs. And then like it, I'm just waiting there, and then she emerges and she hands me a ticket. And she goes, "Okay, bring this back at four for like the bedding, and then come back the next day, and you could pay me then." Well, how much is a queen? Well, forget how much a queen is. This entire endeavor is costing me $45. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I got mugged, but at least the mugger did my laundry for me. It would have been, wow. what, like $9 to wash and dry all of that at your house? Max 12 Yeah. That's so yeah. expensive. Yeah. Not, not, also, let's not forget the fact that I had to like go back and forth to this laundromat <laughs> that's like 20 minutes away. <laughs> God, worst, yeah, worst fucking, this is the, the, the all-time reverse heist. You, yeah, you got got. Took you to the cleaners. Hello, you're listening to Instead Of, a hypothetical podcast with Josh Harrison, Mike Bogart, and me, Dapanjani. Enjoy the episode. If you had to remove one pattern from existence, what would it be? Mmm. Oh. Cobblestone. I hate it. I hate cobblestone. I'm counting it as a pattern, even though if it's a type of road. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I mean Cobblestone is a pattern. It's pretty charming in a modern like right now. Yeah. Yeah, when it's, you're not walking on it or yeah. biking on it or it's driving on it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say uh, hound's tooth. I don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah. that's it. That hurts your eyes when yeah. like, it's too complicated. Too much Too many on. lines. Too yeah. many. Ugh. Ugh. An American man is facing two years behind bars after penning negative online reviews about a Thailand hotel, including accusing the business of modern day slavery. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That last word really came out of nowhere. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> wait, they jailed him for online reviews? Well, he's facing jail time. But yeah, apparently uh, he caused damage to the reputation of the Sea View Resort on Ko Chang Island. He wrote reviews on multiple sites in which he claimed he dealt with unfriendly staff who act like they don't want anyone here. <laughs> um, he accused the hotel of modern-day slavery. That's very different Wait, yeah, v- magnitude yeah. of claim here. Yeah. Much like the headline, this is really jumping around in his reasoning. Who is this guy? Uh, in addition to the unflattering reviews, Barnes was accused of fighting with staff over not paying a corkage fee for booze. Yeah, mm. I get it. Um, he could face up to two years in prison and a 200,000 bot, which is like 6,300 US dollars fine, the report said. Again, the magnitude here. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I think that there's a reality show brewing here where contestants have to try to become the most punished exclusively using review sites as their weaponry. 
Mm. That's a odd sentence. Become the most punished. Yeah, wait. <laughs> okay. So are you are you saying the objective of the game is leave a review and suffer like the worst consequence? Yes. Okay. Become the most punished. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> like re- recidivism reviews. I don't know. There's a name. He- there's a title here. But wait. Let's... So you want ex cons <laughs> to be the ones? Yeah. Leaving what? Reviews? So I mean, so many layers. Recidivism doesn't have any alliteration there. So I don't know. Um, I think recidivism is not the part that you want to have the alliteration. You want to get rid of that word. That has nothing to do with this. Right. Well, that's what I mean. But reviews. There, it's not really not nothing else goes with the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's besides the point. You two are contestants on this show. And uh, I don't know. Tell me what you would do to win. Okay. Can we call it parole review? Or is oh, that... yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Does that get me any points in the game? No. no. Oh, fuck. Naming it Wheel of Fortune wouldn't, you know, <laughs> win you anything. I, okay, fine. Hmm. Okay, well, leaving a review for like... Anything North Korea just seems too easy, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, that's just, all right, fine. And to a sense, I even know what I'm going to get. Like, fine. I personally would like this punishment to wow people, but I don't want to feel a lot of pain or torture, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want to be, um, maybe it's like an isolation punishment or something <laughs> like that. What if you also get, hmm. Let's say that you get bonus points if you can evade this punishment. Like, it, these charges just need to be lobbied at you. Hmm. Ooh. Do I ever successfully run away from them, or is this like a lifelong game that I've involved myself in? Well, you have to use your real name. That's the only thing. So you can't just, like, use a pseudonym and use a VPN and, like, suddenly nobody can find you. It sounds like you have this planned out. <laughs> Josh, have you ever 3D printed yourself one of those Mission Impossible masks just to see what you would look like as another guy? No, you can 3D print those? Isn't 3D printing like hard plastic? Uh, why are you asking me? You're like the guy who would be inventing this technology. Yeah, probably. No, I've <laughs> never done that to answer your question. We need to get you a face printer. So uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think North Korea is on Yelp. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. Well, no, Mike. I mean, they have like ski resorts and hotels. They're things in North Korea. Yeah, are yeah. Reviewable. Yeah, yeah. But again, I don't want to do North Korea. I'm I like, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. What country hasn't had a fast one pulled on them in a while? Like I could rob a museum in France. New Zealand? Well, New Zealand, I don't really feel like wronging, you know, like I'm okay doing a big time punishment. But I want to do it to someone who deserves it. Oh, okay. Like, I want, I want to receive it as the result of hurting someone that I think sucks. Okay. Portugal. No, I'm okay with Portugal. But mm. if I did get in trouble in Portugal, their jails are probably really nice. Right. Yeah, they ended their war on drugs or whatever. So I bet their jails are great. Ending a war on drugs doesn't mean that you can just smoke weed in I prison, just... <laughs> though, I bet. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? Because if that's the case, then, you know... Let's look into that. I'll, I'll do some crime in Portugal. <laughs> Wherever I can smoke weed in prison. Dude, yes. Um, Greece? Seemed pretty cool. Okay, yeah. I could do some... Who could I rob? Uh, you know what I want to do? I want to... Uh, no, I don't want to rob like the normal tourists. I want to rob the, the ultra-rich tourists who are always like vacationing in Greece. You're not robbing anybody. You're writing <laughs> reviews. Oh, right. Shit. No, I thought I was supposed to wrong someone to go to jail, but it was just a review that yeah, got you're them in just, jail. You're just, yeah. It's not do the most crimes. You could like blow up a building. Like, don't do that. Please don't do that. But like, <laughs> well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's be the meanest in a review. Or, you know. Yeah. 
I okay, so here, I want to be really mean to a tech billionaire because I'm almost sure that they are the people on earth who like want revenge more than anyone else for some reason. They seem like the type. Mm, okay. So I'll review them in some capacity or their um inventions. They always are pretty fucking protective about those. Can you leave a Google review of like Google headquarters on maps? Ooh. I think so, but what's Google going to do? Just delete it. Actually, I bet they have jails. I bet all of these like companies that are building these mega campuses, I bet you they have jails and prisons. I don't know why. I just believe they do. Google jail? Google jail. Hmm. You're only allowed to use their shitty devices on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could... I mean, I feel like everybody already writes shitty reviews of tech billionaires yeah wait how did this guy get in so much trouble in the first place for just writing a review we still haven't gotten to that thailand is notorious for its anti-defamation laws okay anti-defamation so i have to defame someone yes yeah in december 2019 a thai journalist was sentenced to two years in prison for criticizing a chicken farm on twitter oh what that's it <laughs> jeez yeah. these thai people are not messing around with these crimes. <laughs> they are not you always hear about disney jail mm. yeah yeah true why do you bring that up? They are ripe for bad reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to review the jail? <laughs> well, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I like this idea of defaming, but I want to tell, like, big, huge lies. Do you know what I could do? I could leave very detailed, like... <laughs> this is this is a little weird. I don't know why this idea has come to me. Uh, <laughs> but very detailed... Oh, you said I have to use my name. That's fine. That'll add, like, a whole other element to this. Reviews of my, like... It, totally intimate sexual experiences with every one of these tech billionaires. <laughs> oh, like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna review all of their lovemaking in like exquisite detail. Okay, <laughs> and I think one of them will probably get mad enough to like hunt me down or some shit. Okay, okay, okay. I like I it. like this. Give us a sample. Well, who do you guys want me to go to town on? And where are you posting it? Uh, I, I'll post it wherever. I mean, it depends on who the owner is. Do Elon Musk. Mm, yes. Okay, got to have sex with Elon Musk, or at least just talk about having sex with Elon Musk. Uh-huh. I don't actually got to do it. I got to remember that. Right. Um, right. You just got to describe it in detail. You know, I feel like I would have had a good time had he not been just talking about the future for like 48 mm-hmm. straight minutes uh, before. Like that was his foreplay, and I didn't like that. And then out of nowhere, he licked my neck. Oh. And I'm like, Elon... <laughs> You can't jump from brain technology to licking my neck. He's a neck licker. He's a big time neck licker. And he goes, I'm not licking your neck. And I'm like, what? I just called you a big time neck licker. And he said, I'm looking for places to implant this chip. And then he would like just put a fucking chip in my neck. He always wanted to put chips in my neck every time we got together. It was fucked up. Mm. By the end of it, I had like 38 chips in my neck. You know, what the fuck is he tracking? (laughs) It's like a little gaslighting chip. Yeah, I didn't have a good time, you know, and he served me like really shitty wine. You know, what the fuck? Yeah. He, Mm. guys, if you get a chance, I'd honestly not have sex with Elon Musk. Okay. You know, I, yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from that because of your review. Helpful review. Yeah. Will not fuck Musk. Not worth it. Even if you are someone, and I should really like say this, who enjoys getting like licked, especially on their neck. He's not going to do it good. It's like two cats. You know, for some reason, his tongue feels like two cats. Oh, he has like like gritty sandpaper tongue. Yeah, but two cats worth. Oh, wow. That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. Mike, I didn't have a good time, you know? Yeah, your <laughs> review really illustrates that. 
I will say it was consensual. So here's your punishment. <laughs> Elon is going to put some new code in his self-driving car like software. All right. So that you now have a patrol outside your house. And he sends you a text and he's just like, you'll never know when I show up, but I will. And you just like see driverless Teslas drive by your house Ooh. every time you look Honestly, out the window. Honestly, right as you said that. Chilling. No, it's not scary at all. I just did like a big eye roll like, okay, Elon, fucking this is the exact kind of shit <laughs> that you said when we were making bad love. Okay, like I'm not scared of you. You fucking suck. One car around me at all times? Great. What a yeah. waste of a fucking car. Joke's on you. Just get in and drive it away. I'm just going to the car. the car. Yeah, you could track me? Great. You were doing that anyway. I don't care. Okay. I guess that's uh, that's yours. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Mike? Oh, God. Um, um, Walt Disney, you dick. All right. And and where are you? Uh, where are you saying this? Um, I, it's my review of Disney, the company. Mm. But well, again, that didn't answer my question. Yeah. Are you leaving it on like a forum? Um, yes, a forum. So this is episode one <laughs> of a season of this reality show, and every yeah. reality show always has that like goofball that clearly gets voted off in the first episode, and you know who it's going to be. Mike, that's you. You can get voted off this show. This is a show? <laughs> I guess it was a show. Yeah, Mike, I mean, come on. After everything I just put fucking myself through, you're just going to say you don't like Walt Disney? I don't like Walt Disney. Okay. Um, no, it, this is my, this is how I, I so I want to go to Disney jail. That's where, this is my premise. Okay, you're trying to get to Disney jail. I'm trying to get into Disney jail. I'm trying to drive an egomaniac to such heights that he has to vaporize me, you know? (laughs) Right, right. But I'm trying to take Disney down from the inside. Oh. So first I got to go to jail. Different stakes. Right? And I'm going to get into jail by, so you know how Walt Disney's head is frozen or whatever? Allegedly. (laughs) <laughs> yes, allegedly it's frozen. I'm going to find out where it's frozen and I'm going to write a review of that place and I'm going to be like worst cryogenics ever does not freeze. Like this guy's head is just rotten in there. Nobody like it's not true. Um I'm going to like start a whole Walt Disney rumor thing based on my review of the poor cryogenics at this facility. <laughs> They're going to have to be like, okay, we got to take this guy in. We got to find out what he knows. Uh, they're going to take me to Disney jail. Goofy, Goofy does not know what's coming for him. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take Goofy out. I'm going to go straight to the top. Mickey, watch out. Watch the throne. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. Are you saying you're going to punch Goofy in jail and then Mickey is in jail also? I figured Goofy would be interrogating me for some reason and then, you know, yeah. Oh, you I'd, think the characters are... Yeah, I'd take him out and then, Mickey, I'm coming for you. You think the Disney police is actually Disney <laughs> characters? <laughs> Who else would it be? They work there. All right. Well, then this is step one. Now what are you going to do? Just fast forward to like moments. Well, I got to get to the top of the castle, right? No, hang on. Listen to me. (laughs) That's where Mickey lives. Yes. Okay. You think it's actual. Yeah. The physical spot is important. But listen. He's the boss up there. What? Take take me to the point in time where you are just like moments away from toppling this regime and doing Mm -hmm. a recap of everything that you, uh, you know, accomplished in order to get here. Okay. Well, it's been of just it's just episode one, so it's I've really <laughs> I infiltrated the castle, and as you remember, I took Goofy out, and then I just sort of snuck by Donald, um, 
and who else was there? Minnie, uh, she was um, she was sleeping, so that one was easy. Everything you're doing right now is like what I tried to avoid so hard. Go to the future and tell me what else you did. Uh, okay, and then... This is why Elon wanted to implant that chip that lets you see the future or whatever. Don't bring him up again. God, every time I think about him, it's that stupid dry tongue of his. <laughs> I hate you, Elon. Uh, so then, yeah, so then I guess... That's what I did. I toppled the regime. I pushed Mickey out the magic castle window at the top. He's dead. It's me now. I'm the king of Disneyland. My first decree? Mikey Mouse. Yeah. Mikey Mouse. Exactly. No, that's... I'm new brand. New brand. Michael Bogart. King of Disneyland. First decree? No more creatures. Creatures are free. What do you think is happening at Disneyland? I also... Like, I don't understand this plan. Who's coming after you again? The corpse of Walt Disney? No, I'm just using the corpse of Walt Disney to infiltrate Disneyland. Right, right, right. Because I know too much. They send the cease and desist. You don't cease or desist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to imagine the Disney cops are still on the case and they're trying to bring you down. Because you haven't acquired this new rank legally, at least per park rules. Yeah, I guess I have. I'm flagrantly flouting park rules. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Somehow... And Josh, tell me if I'm wrong here. I think this is going to end in a big explosion. Probably the whole castle is going to explode. My question is, does Mike die in that explosion? Because, and again, Josh's initial instead of was about the consequences of this review. Well, uh, you now just showed that the king of Disney can be toppled, which means that now you've got a target on your back. That's good. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that's what happens in these sort of things, isn't it? <laughs> now someone's coming for me. Yeah, man. There's a new king of the jungle, but not for long. Heavy lays the mouse crown. Oh, gosh. I wonder who's going to topple you. Who's, who's left? Who, who didn't you like fully take out on your ascent? Okay, I didn't purge anyone. I like snuck past people in a castle. I wasn't like... What a fucking <laughs> pussy takeover. So, sorry for using... <laughs> I know that word is no longer in mm. fashion, but... Really? You splinter sailed your way to the top? <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess who would be, I mean, who's next in line? Who is next in line behind Mickey? The queen. I think it's Minnie's it's Minnie. like, claim. I guess, I think. yeah, yeah. I guess Minnie's, on, I gotta watch out for Minnie. <laughs> also, I killed her husband. So double, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> double. Yeah. Remember? Remember when that happened? Oh, Jesus. She's gonna, I think she's gonna stay with you for a long time. And at the moment where you're about to feel the greatest victory in your life, she's going to stab you in the side. Oh, she's going to, yeah, yeah. She's going to woo you. She's going to marry you and make you think (laughs) that it's all about her wanting to be with the king of Disney. Right. But all this time. But it turns out it's not. She actually is only attracted to other mice. You guys ever get cold feet? Like backed out of something? Well, I ain't never been married. Mm. You ever you ever just get cold feet? Uh, sometimes. Are you just asking in general, like yeah. physically cold? Right. Or metaphorically. Uh, yes. Yes, it happens. Well, what do you mean, or metaphorically? They're very different things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if either one ever happens to you. I have had cold feet because sometimes I get the hot feet and I need to vent a leg when I'm sleeping. Uh-huh. But then sometimes I'll be like, oh, my foot's cold and I got to bring it back. Too cold. Constant dance. Yeah, and also thrilling podcast content. Yeah, I know, right? I think so. Well, I mean, it's the most uh, action I've seen out of your foot in ages. 
Okay, you've you've lit, you've you. <laughs> that's that's way funnier than you fucking guys gave me credit for. That's fine, Mike. Go on. You've alluded to to two states the feet could be in: cold, hot. Have you ever had wet feet? Yes. Um, only when swimming. Yeah, I put my feet in the ocean last weekend. So I ask because my feet have been wet as hell lately. Like sweat? So wet. I I guess it's the bottom. Is that what? Sweat means so, so wet. wet. <laughs> so wet. Uh, it's the bottoms. It's the soles are like soaking. What's going on? Are you are you open toed? Are you like covering them up with some new socks? I don't know. It's happening so much. Like I don't know if it's maybe just in my head now that I I keep thinking I'm walking on wet stuff. But it, oh my god! Then I go down and touch it, and it's not. It's not wet. Oh, it's not actually wet. It's psychosomatic. I guess. I think I got the wet feet. I think you got the wet feet trauma. I got wet feet trauma, so I stepped in something wet once long ago. Either that, or at some point your feet did in fact sweat, and it like shocked you to such mm. a point. Now you like, uh, what's that thing that happens uh, if you take some like psychedelics, and then years later you feel it again? A flashback? I think so. I think there's like another word for it, but yeah, I think that's what's happening in your brain with these wet feet. Okay, so they're not actually wet. It sounds like they're. I mean, you just said they weren't when you touched it. So uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I gotta tell you, I, I got the wet feet right now. They feel. I mean, are, do you actually have uh, wet, wet feet? Like, but when touch I touch feet. them, when I touch them, I mean, no. They're bone dry. They're not bone dry. I would say they're bone dry, <laughs> but there's there's not like there's not tactile moisture on them. Can we perform an experiment live on this podcast? Would you indulge me? I'd love to. Sure. Okay. Can you get like? We'll wait, but can you get like a mixing bowl or some like yeah. big flat pan and fill it with like an inch of water and bring it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get a flat pan. It's not gonna it's gonna hold spill. the water in. Yeah. yeah. Don't okay. fill it to the top. I like <laughs> just put like an inch of water and make sure there's like at least two to three inches of height in this pan. Okay. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. I still think that'll displace the water, Josh. Well, then, uh, as long as he's gone uh, while we're discussing this, I think that would be funny. Well, <laughs> All right. Sorry, I totally like torpedoed that bit. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> that would be funny. You're right. Uh, well, I hope he spills on the way over here and that he spills again when he puts his feet in. Yeah. Do you have any early uh, prognosis or diagnosis? Diagnosis of what's going on. I'm not sure. The only time that I've had the wet feet is I had a pair of sneakers that I really liked and I wore much longer than I should have and they were starting to kind of fall apart by the end and I just didn't have the heart to get rid of them. And it wasn't until I was walking home in the rain and I stepped in a puddle and it was like immediately my entire sock was wet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just zero protection. Puddlefoot's a tough one to recover from because you're usually like in the city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have taken off my shoe and my sock and wrung out my sock in the middle of a street. Like, I've done that because, like... Oh, no. Dude, it was just too much puddle foot, you know? Some, like, you have... Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't just slosh around. Oh, Mike's back? Yep. Okay. I would like you to place... Wait, explain what you have. Okay. I have a mixing bowl. Okay. Uh, I have about... I have half an inch of water in it. Half an inch? Maybe an inch. In a mixing bowl? Maybe an inch. That's not contoured to your feet. No. I mean, I can get the, I can get my forefoot in there. I can get the ball of my foot in there. I think the idea is your whole foot is supposed to be able to get into this water. Yeah. No, you need you need more. Go go either, oh my God. either put more water in or get a different okay. vessel. All right. Hold on. Who doesn't get enough water? Well, I didn't know. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you could have drank it before putting your feet Maybe in. it's one of those things <laughs> where, like, I don't know, if you're not really that thirsty, uh, 
thing you don't get as much water like he has the wet foot so mentally he's thinking i don't know i'm trying to justify i'm being a, a wet foot apologist here yeah this is strange i don't know what's going on i wonder if there was another associated trauma like when it happened you know like something happened and then maybe he peed himself and that's the wetness that we're feeling and so like anytime he feels fear he also feels a wet foot but i don't know why he would be scared right now is that it mike did you pee yourself unless he peed during the podcast yeah mike are you back no well I mean, he's probably back, so if he doesn't dispute this, then he probably wet himself earlier in the recording. Mike, you have one second to say anything if you didn't pee yourself. There you have it, folks. All right. Yeah, there it is. Silence Don't Lie. That's a good (laughs) book name, too. I feel like I've had two good book names back-to-back weeks. How how much do you think he uh, is going to put in this bowl here? I just don't know how this is taking so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he came back faster when he also had to get the bowl. That's true. He's back now. I can hear the shuffling. Okay, I'm back. Okay. I knew it. I called that. Okay, how much water do you have this time, Mike? I have a uh, I have a 9 by 13 cake pan. Perfect. I got, I got <laughs> like two inches of water in there. Okay. I would like you to place that on the ground gently. Don't spill. Okay. So neither of your feet are actually wet right now, right? You got no. the wet foot on the brain. Yes. But no actual moisture. Okay. That's right. I would like you... Before, wait, sorry. Just to confirm, because we know how Mike is, and because this has been <laughs> mental the whole time... Can you do a quick slick test? Yeah. Okay. I'll do a quick test here. A slick test. Yep. Okay. This is uh, this is dry. Okay. And uh, I got dry on the other side. Two for two. Okay. Which would you say is more dry? I would say the right foot is more dry. Okay. Which do, feels wetter to you, though, mentally? The left feels wetter. Okay. I would like you to place your right foot uh-huh. in that pan. Just submerge it. Okay. Here we go. I did warm water, too, because I thought that would feel nice. Nice. Smart. Oh, it does feel nice. Oh. Okay. Okay. So now what you're telling me is this wet foot, this Mm -hmm. feels good, but other wet feet- This is good. You said didn't feel so good. That's right. That's my first observation. This wet foot, good. Interesting. Hmm. Josh, what's next in the experiment? <laughs> yeah, what next? Well, so now uh, take uh-huh. take the, I don't even know what to call it anymore because the wet foot is not the foot that's actually wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, take your foot out of the pan. Okay. And now just kind of let it sit uh, next to the other one. Okay. And I guess we'll come back at the end of the show and uh, reevaluate. Don't dry it off. Just let it kind of sit. Okay. And uh, make a puddle on your, on your carpet. Yep. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> Glad I have the air conditioning on. <laughs> So my instead of for you is, what's your psychosomatic illness? That's a good one. Well, I don't know if this is a, I guess this must be some sort of psychosomatic illness, but I am unable to stop playing with my mustache. And that's like, Mm. not new, but like it's been around for a while. And I think like there's a reason, but I don't know why. There's never anything in it. Like it's just, I'm just like, I don't know. I like put my thumb on the underside and then, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let the, the tip of my index finger just roll along the bottom. And I like go middle to out on the right side and then the left side. But I never think like, oh, you know, my mustache on fire. I better put this fire out with some gentle stroking. Hmm. It's not like that. you know. So, so it's like a tick. Yeah, a tick. I am dr- yeah, I'm drawn to it. Is a tick a psychosomatic thing? Probably. Yeah, it's psycho something. <laughs> <laughs> I once tried the the double handed that didn't feel so good it turns out i only like doing it with one hand at a time yeah two hands on your mustache at one time is uncomfortable i don't like doing this and really makes you vulnerable to attacks yeah arms up like mm, no no thank you i got two hands on my mustache i can't stop this gut punch (laughs) 
For me, I think I get the phantom buzz where I feel my phone vibrate mm. and I like tap my pants pocket where it would be. It's not in there. And my phone is like on the counter, like 10 feet away from me. That's alarming. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing, right? It is a thing. Yeah. I used to get that too. You used to? How'd you cure it? Turn vibrate off. Oh. <laughs> Never happens again. But now, when do you know, like, if someone has reached you? or You don't. Needed? You don't. You don't know. You know what? I actually think you're on to something with that. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I made this, like, decision about a year ago. I, I used to always get back to everyone immediately upon, like, reading their correspondence. And that was usually shortly right after they sent it. And I just, like, stopped doing that one day. And my life has actually been a lot better. So I really think you're on to something. Yeah. It's not always necessary. But when it is, you got to be on top of things. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do if something bad happens? <laughs> yeah, you got to kind of you got to keep an eye on it a little bit just in case. But, you know, it works. Josh, you won't often hear me say this, but I owe you a uh, big thanks. Oh, you're welcome. For what? Actually, I think you hear me say that. Why don't you dispute that? I thank you all the time, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I need to thank you for sending me a picture of the ombudsman's office at Harvard, and then also telling me what an ombudsman was, kind of, remember? That was Mike that told you what it was, but yes, I sent you the photo. Oh, cheers to you too, Mike. Thanks, guys, for both of you helping me out with this. Listen to this. So uh, you said that it might be a career that, you know, piques my interest, and that piqued my interest. So I called this lady, um, the ombudsman at Harvard. Uh, her name is Lydia. Hi, Lydia. Shout out to Lydia. Huge shout out to Lydia, in fact. Shout out. Hey, Lydia. Lydia. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> so she's like, you know, answered the call for 45 minutes, explained to me what an organizational ombudsman does. And I am truly inspired to like potentially pursue this as a career. Whoa. So uh, that was wild. I know. She said she's been doing it for 17 years. It's the best job in the world. She gets paid well. Uh, and she has like she doesn't have to take notes or anything because like the whole nature of the job is uh, anonymous. And once a year, at the end of the year, she tells her Harvard boss, who isn't even really her boss since this is an independent office that she established, uh, you know what to do. Like, hey, I've been hearing these complaints all year, and that's it. And that's that's it. And she's just like, it's the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> and she's like, you don't need a master's in anything. You, and she was a lot calmer than I am right now. A big part of this is being neutral. So I think she's like, you know, very honed that. <laughs> Might need to work on that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll work. I'm just so excited about the prospect of this neutral job. Uh, so I'm fired up. And so what I was going to say is, uh, instead of me having like this potentially new career path, come up with a brand new career path for you. Something that you've never even looked into. And then cold call a person from that whole world. That's what I want you to do this week. Mm. Mike, because we kind of found this for yeah. Tappan, should we... I'm wondering if I should pick your job and you should pick mine. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like that. You guys are good at spotting things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Mike, I think you should be a political cartoonist. A political cartoonist. Wow, I kind of like it. Yeah, you don't need to have exceptional artistic abilities for drawing. Mm -hmm. The more important thing is the wit, which I do think you have in spades. Thanks. And just the ability to make timely commentary, which I also think that you would be good at. Okay. Okay. That's a thoughtful answer. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I really think you could do this too, Mike, like a three-panel thing. Are you gonna, Do you know any... Dude... 
Okay, here's your challenge. It's going to be hard. I don't know. Here's your challenge. Okay. Is the guy who writes Doonesbury, is he still alive? I, I don't know. I've never read Doonesbury. That's the thing. How about Gary Larson? No, he doesn't talk to people. Well, I don't know. There's one guy out there right now who like does a comic strip, and I guess he's super right-wing, so I'm trying to keep you out of <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I just figure that this might be, cause a whole other thing, but yeah. I guess you could reach out to that person if you want. No, I don't want to. One star for Scott Adams. Is he going to come after me now? Well, maybe, yeah. He comes after everyone. I know. <laughs> uh, Mike, yeah, but who? let's say... Okay, I'll look this up. Doonesbury, because I like that name. Gary Trudeau, I believe. Mike, he seems real alive. He does. He spells his name with two R's, too. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Why? <laughs> Why? Gary with two R's? I've never seen that before. This is my icebreaker. It's short for Gerritsen. His name is Gerritsen Beekman Trudeau. Yeah, we'll have at least enough for one five-minute conversation. So just to be clear, you're not going to ask him anything about doing political cartoons. You're just going to talk about the spelling of his name for five minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just my in. It's just my in. This is a lifelong mentorship relationship, I think. So I'm just building rapport at this point. Is there, like, can you actually try to reach out to this guy? It doesn't need to be a phone call, but I would love to see if he gets back to you. Sure, I'll reach out to him. I need to look up what he does first, but yeah. Yeah, I'll reach out to Gary. I can't believe you are so out of the know on Gary Trudeau. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I would recommend if you're going to reach out, you should read at least 10 <laughs> Doonesbury comic strips. Yes. Like, know the characters, know the... Just know the stuff. Is there one named Doonesbury? I don't think so. I didn't know anything about what Lydia did, and she was the best. You could like just reach out at any time. Yes, but you're interested in that. <laughs> you're well. You're interested, and also you're reaching out to someone that is just like in this position. Mike could be reaching out to millions of political cartoonists. Maybe not millions, but there are like there've got to be at least like you know <laughs> millions of them. Tens of thousands <laughs> of political cartoonists out there that you could talk to. And you're like picking one of the most popular ones. Okay, you bring up a good point. Is there like a lesser personality that you don't have to do all this homework for or do you want to just do the homework and reach out to Gary Trudeau? How about I find a cartoon like a political cartoonist in a local paper? Even, you know, one of the free ones, like the Chicago Reader or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I talked to them. If you want to get better at public speaking, you don't, like, call Obama and say, hey, could I get an hour of your time? <laughs> That's where, like, I think all of us, well, I, no, not all of us. That's where I just disagree with both of you. I just always ask whoever is, like, the toppest person, if I can reach them, because, like, I'm going to learn a lot from that person. They've probably done more than the people along the way. Don't get me wrong. Much respect to the people along the way, but like I, I don't know. I, I, I figure uh, swing big. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to help Mike connect with his swing, though. That's all. Make contact. Fair enough. He, I can't believe he's not jazzed at all about being a political cartoonist. I am jazzed. I'm a little insecure about my drawing ability, to be honest. I think that's going to hold me back in this career. Well, maybe you could be the person that just comes up with the cartoons and you get a drawing partner. There, that happens all the time for like children's books and stuff i will say uh doonesbury is written and penciled by gary trudeau <gasps> but it is inked and lettered by two assistants so oh wow yeah i probably got to do my own inking and lettering early on but i i imagine i'll probably get probably maybe even three assistants for me i'm gonna <laughs> need it. a lot i'm gonna be very <laughs> prolific Every day, new cartoon. I don't know who you think is judging you on this art style. You, it's the it's the comic strip, part of the newspaper. It's fine. Yeah. Also, 
I noticed you said you were going to pick up a free newspaper. Are you like in a real bad way at the moment? I can give you newspaper money if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. I just think there's more like offbeat political humor in the in the free ones, you know? I don't know how much cartooning is going on in the Tribune. There's a bunch. There's the whole section. It's always has always has been. <laughs> yeah, but those are nationally syndicated. Um, okay, so Josh, I put much, much, much less thought into yours. Um, <laughs> fish hatchery is where I first went because I'm like, he probably doesn't know anything about fish hatching. Uh, you you couldn't do anything that like reflected my personality or skills or likes. Well, I, it did. <laughs> Josh reflect, was really hurt. <laughs> it did reflect your life experience. How so? Because you don't know about fish hatching. Well, I don't know anything about like that's it. That's the one way construction work or being an astronaut or yeah. These would have been good ideas too. Oh, okay. So okay, <laughs> I can think about it a little harder. Uh, let's see. You like video games? What's the opposite of video games? <laughs> I don't think I've. You don't have to find the opposite. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Josh, I don't know. Have you ever done sales? I have done sales. Yeah. You'd be good at it. Oh, oh, instead of, it's a podcast, it's a podcast, about what? Hypotheticals, hypotheticals, hypotheticals. Not really. It's about, it's about three guys hanging out. So, Mike, let's check back in. How uh, how are the wet feet doing? Um. Okay. So, I've been noticing it throughout the episode. Um, uh-huh. Honestly, they feel about equally wet at this point. Man, there's been some drying. Wow. There's been some drying. Uh, I'll go for a slick test here. Uh. The right foot? Wait, what do you mean there's been some drying? I mean, some air drying. So air drying, air drying only. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And carpet drying, I guess. But this is this is legit. Were you rubbing it on the carpet? No, I was not. This is legit damp. <laughs> this is damp. I can tell this has been wet. Damp foot? This is damp foot. Now I'll go to the left. This is the control foot. Well, use a different finger. Yep, I use, I'm using a different hand. This is dry as a bone, dude. Mm. This is dry as fuck. But they feel the same. See, I was hoping perspective and like... Yeah, it's been dry the whole time. Yeah. Josh, this is still super, super useful as a data point. It is. We just don't have the requisite 12 minutes to, to walk through why. Good luck, Mike, in figuring out your uh, your situation. <laughs>